Thank you for joining me as we begin a study on, of God's covenant, of how God works through covenant throughout history, through the dispensations of time. We want to look to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We are grateful for all that you've done on the cross of Calvary. And throughout history, through dispensation of time, how you work through the various covenants and with the greatest covenant being the covenant of grace, the new covenant of grace, the covenant of what you did on the cross of Calvary, your finished work. So even as we begin this study, Lord, we pray for the anointing and the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit and cause our hearts to be filled and be full of thanksgiving and praise and glory and honor unto you, O precious Lamb of God. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. We want to look at what is a covenant. We want to establish the meaning of covenant. What is covenant? Okay, a covenant is an agreement and commitment between two or more parties based on a mutual relationship. A covenant is a spiritual agreement which can be written or spoken. Today, we frequently use the word contract rather than covenant. Most contracts are written and are legally binding. If one party defaults, fails on any of the contractual terms, the other party can take legal action. Regrettably, covenants made by human beings can fail. People break promises and contracts time and again. Yet a covenant which is initiated and established by God is powerful and eternal. In this relationship, it is one of unequal and unilateral partners. Now, what do we mean? The Lord God Almighty is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and still He makes and keeps covenant with those who love and obey Him. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, He is God, the faithful God, which keeps covenant and mercy with them that love Him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. While God is faithful in making and keeping covenant, He also expects people who make vows to honor them. Numbers Chapter 30, verse 2. If a man vow a vow unto the Lord, or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. Let's also look at Psalm 15, verse 4. Psalm 15, 4. In whose eyes a vile person is contemned. But he honoreth them that fear the Lord, he that sweareth to his own hurt and changes not. Some divine covenants are unconditional. Others are conditional on our obedience which carries reward or punishment. For example, we read in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 30, God made a covenant with Adam and Eve of having dominion and delegated authority to rule the earth. Let's begin with verse 26. 
Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. And, the, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. 27 verse 27. So God created men in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Verse 28. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moved upon the earth. Verse 29, and God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you, it shall be for meat. And verse 30, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creeps upon the earth, wherein there is life, I've given every herb, green herb for meat. And it was so. Now at the same time, according to Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 to 17, the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eat thereof you shall surely die. Now, Adam and Eve can choose to obey God by not partaking of the fruit of that tree, or they can choose to rebel against Him and reap the consequences of spiritual death. Regrettably, Adam and Eve fell, but God had in mind a plan of redemption. Genesis chapter 3, verse 14 says, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because you has done this, you are cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field upon the valley shall you go and dust shall you eat all the days of your life and I'll put enmity between you and the woman and between her seed your seed that means those serving Satan and her seed Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary and it shall bruise your head now this means that the victory of Christ over sin and death one at Calvary shall bruise thy head. The victory of Christ over sin and death one at Calvary. Let's continue. And you shall bruise his heel, which means the sacrificial suffering of the crucified Christ. When Satan used the serpent to bring about the fall of humankind, God used a woman to bring forth a descendant, Jesus Christ, the promised Redeemer, the last Adam, the second man to defeat sin and death at the cross. Praise God. Praise God. 